Another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast, the perfect date. That is going to be the topic of this podcast. Now, on, on past episodes, we've talked about the captain of the ship navigating the map, navigating the storms as the captain, becoming the fox, the clever, cunning fox to help achieve our objectives. On our last podcast, we talked about empathy and how empathy is, is vitally important to acknowledge the lived experiences of another person and how powerful that is. On this episode, we're gonna go a little deeper here. We're gonna go on the, the recipe, the model for a perfect date. Now, there's no such thing as, as perfection, of course, but there are specific things that we want to achieve when we're on a date. And what we're gonna do is go through what those things are and why they are important. To help us with that, we're going to first look at some research, a lot of it from uh, Marissa T. Cohen in 2016. She has done a lot of research on, from, on females and men on how they view dates, how they look at dates, what's happening, what makes them feel the things that they want, that we need them to feel. And so we're gonna use that research to help us construct what a perfect date looks like because there's a number of specific points and, and things we wanna hit to achieve on a date, to be successful. I will also combine that research with my own experience. Uh, I've done a, I've <laughs> probably too much dating. When I was single, many years ago, by the way, um, not now, I went, in one year, uh, there was a time I went on 76 dates with different women. And you know, I was uh, looking to connect with somebody, but also, I have to admit, it was for research purposes, so I could get some a lot of behavioral information. So I'm combining my own primary research and knowledge of the feminine with the research here secondary from Marissa T. Cohen and others to help us come together with this model of the perfect date. And on that date, you gotta kinda gotta be the captain a little bit and direct and leading and, and, and poised and confident and fox, clever about how you're constructing things. All right, so what we're first gonna do is go through Research on dates, how females view them, men view them, what women are looking for, what specific cues and signals and bodily language behaviors tell them. It's important to know that. And actually this research is, is quite good um, and beneficial. Secondly, we're gonna just talk about when you want to use this specific model that I'm gonna outline. It's not for every uh, situation. So we're gonna outline when it's important to use. And then three, we're gonna go through the steps of the date and specific actions I wanna achieve during each step. And that includes um, location selection, uh, greeting my date when we, when we meet, um, in the middle, middle of the date, what's happening and how to end it. And specific things that we wanna do based upon our research. All right, so let's get into it here. Let's go through the research here from Marissa T. Cohen and others um, that is going to be very enlightening. Even for me, there was quite some interesting things here. So first of all, women use early behavior and, and early, early in the date, they use early behavior and verbal communication of the date 
to gauge the level of perceived interest from the man. They are evaluating you. They're, they're looking for signals that you have interest in them. And so you may or may not know this. And so we're gonna, we're gonna get into specific things that we wanna do. In the research, men did not perceive these things as indicating anything. <laughs> the old, the blind man, uh, not uh, evaluating anything. During the date, women are reactive in evaluating the date. So constantly throughout the date, they're, they're evaluating. What am I feeling? Is he interested in me? Is there a future? Um, men are more proactive about one thing. You know what that is? Initiating some kind of sexual activity. And that's research from Rose and Freeze in 93. So a man, you can see what's happening here. A lot of guys are preoccupied on their objective to conquer the woman or have some kind of sexual thing happen. And the woman is really kind of evaluating the whole situation. Does he like me? Is there a future? Does he have interest in me? Um, is there any red flags? All that kind of stuff. Females are much more judgmental about behaviors on a first date than a man is. So there's things that you may or may not be doing that uh, are turning them off, causing red flags, or, or telling them you know, that this is a good potential date. So you gotta, be, you gotta be understanding that they are looking for those things. Females use physical contact as a sign of attraction. So you have to remember that. If we want to demonstrate to them that we are attracted to them, we have to, in some way, shapes, or form, use some kind of physical contact. We're gonna talk about how to do that through the, through the different steps we talked about. A hug and or kiss at the end of a first date is a sign of attraction. So when you end the date, what do you wanna do? Kiss, preferably. Um, a hug, hug and a kiss. Extended kiss would be good. <laughs> And uh, that signals to them that you have interest in them and when the date's over. Uh, dates who shake hands. So if you're a guy and you shake their hands, it is a, viewed as an extreme negative. <laughs> it's like business-like. If you wave goodbye at the end of the date, do not do that. It is an extreme negative. They take it as you do not like them or it's extremely awkward. All right, so they're evaluating the date physical contact, other, other things that are, need to be done, we're gonna talk about, tell them you are interested. And if you don't do these things, they will think that you are not interested in them. And thus, you know, things go sideways. All right, let's talk about conversation, because that's important. A lot of guys kind of struggle with conversation. Women like lively conversation. Kind of like, they want things to be lively, energetic, enthusiastic. Well, it depends. Each person has a different kind of level of energy. You don't want to be going in there and bouncing up and down, uh, but you want to bring good energy to to the to the to the date. They want the man to kind of lead this and create the lively conversation, right? And, and asking too many questions is viewed as a negative, all right? Um, when when uh, women inferred attraction of a man if the man talks about the future and future plans during the date, so she's thinking that's including including her. Now, as far as conversation, when the conversation is about the woman in general, the research shows that the date is deemed more successful. When the woman has the floor, she's talking about herself. There is a reported greater connection with the man commenting on what his date says. 
So uh, it's important to um, having a lively conversation, not scripted questions over and over. You have s some questions, but then be able to add on to the things they are saying, right? Um, rephrase what they're saying, add on to what they're saying, ask an additional point or a question or tell a story related to something they're saying. Interpersonal chemistry is highest when women were subjects of the conversation and the man demonstrated an understanding of the woman. Female was the focal point. This is from McFarland in 2013. All right. Successful dates consist of high energy shared narratives with fewer questions. So you can have some questions, but you don't want to have a bullet list of questions. A few, and then you create lively conversation, narratives, and storytelling based upon that. Um, energy and enthusiasm are important. Now, interrupting the woman to express agreement, relay similar experiences, or extend the idea of the, what the woman's talking about, we're all viewed as positive. So if you interrupt them to, to relay a similar experience, express agreement, extend the idea of something they're talking about, they view those things as positives. Remember that when you're on a date. First date, second date, third date, with your a date with your partner. We wanna, if you are in a great relationship or a good relationship, we wanna make it better by making sure when you go on date nights and have dates, which you should be doing if you want to make your relationship last, um, you're doing these things throughout the date uh, to make your woman feel special and desired and happy. So those things are important to keep in mind. Do not discuss past relationships. This is a major no-no. I hope people know this. Women view this as a sign of disinterest in them. Do not do that. All right. So anyways, that is the uh, research from uh, Marissa T. Cohen and a few other people. It's pretty good stuff. They're evaluating things. They view your interest in them based upon specific things, physical contact, verbal things that you say. If the conversation is revolving around them and you have energy and you're uh, paraphrasing them and extending their, the conversation in some way, even if you're interrupting them, those are viewed as positives. So keep these things all in mind when it comes to creating conversation for those, those people out here that, have, that struggle with that. Um, a couple of things about females before we, we get into when to use this is that we know um, from the research they have a high desire to be seen and to be desired by the right person, not just anybody. So just make that clear. But if they're on a date with you, um, there's obviously an opening and an opportunity that they, they potentially want to be seen by you or be desired by you. So we want to be able to communicate those things in subtle, flirtatious ways, not too direct. Another thing about uh, dates, women and being safe and feeling safe is important. And so um, if you're, this isn't your wife or your girlfriend, you're on a, planning a date perhaps to somebody that's new, that's important because a lot of women don't want you to perhaps pick them up and see where they live on the first date. They want you to meet them somewhere. So keep that in mind um, when you're planning dates, physical, emotional safety to them is important. They may not want you to know where they live or pick them up um, and so you may want to meet them somewhere. Keep all those things in mind. All right. Okay, now. This, the next part here, the when to use this model, this script. 
uh, if you're in a situation where you have had a breakup um, and you're working to get back together or separation and you're kind of in the, the friend, friend stage of building trust and emotional safety with your partner and perhaps getting forgiveness, you might be spending time together, but things aren't to the point where you can really um, express, you know, kind of romantic desire yet then this script, this model here that we're going to give you, you should not be using, all right? You should only be using this if it's a new person you haven't dated before, you're in an existing relationship that's working well and going good to a, to a degree, or if you ha have been recovering from a breakup or a separation, you're at a point with your partner where you go out and you call them dates, and you, you use some, you're using some kind of affectionate language already. So there is romantic interest expressed. Keep that in mind. So that's what this model is for, all right? Um, so then we wanna get into planning the perfect date. And so we're not gonna go into uh, every facet over here. The things we do wanna cover are the things that are related to the research, right? We want them to feel desired and be seen and we want them to feel and know that we have an interest in them, if we do, if we do. And so we, that's what this is kind of geared for. Specific things that we're doing to create that sexual energy, that desire. The fact that I am interested in you, I do desire you in subtle ways, not over the top. Another thing that we're trying to do uh, in parallel with that is create acclimation with them and us you know so they're comfortable with us in our bodies because at the end of the day we talked for the research if there's no hug or kiss they don't feel you're interested in them so we want to conclude the date with some kind of a, a physical contact a hug a kiss on the cheek kiss on the lips preferably a longer kiss would be nice all right so keep that in mind all right, so the first step is, you know, we're, we're selecting the location of the date, and there's lots of different viewpoints on this, you know, should we go to a coffee date or hiking or restaurant, whatever it is. Um, it, a lot of it depends on the person, right, and what your, what your discussion is or how you're connecting with them when you're talking to them. I've had different, some wild dates, first dates before, very specific, me and the person clicked, we hit it off and we felt comfortable so we did whatever. Most dates um, won't fall into that. A lot of women, the first time when I meet you like at, for coffee or something, which I understand, I don't prefer, I, I would prefer a restaurant and like a walk. That would be probably my preference, so I'm going to tell you why, and I want to do it at nighttime. At nighttime. When it's darker, especially in a darker lit restaurant with candlelit tables and stuff, things like that, it creates a romantic setting. And one of the things it does is that the pupils dilate um, because they, they dilate to see more because there's less light. One of the things we know about eye contact is that when pupils are dilated, it, it expresses interest in the other person. So if each person's pupils are dilating during dinner, it's telling each other that they're interested in each other, which can help move things along romantically, right? So that's one of the reasons I want to go to kind of a, a nice romantic dark lit restaurant. It's nice to combine a restaurant dinner like that with uh, a walk in the park, 
a walk around the lake if it's close by if you can plan it like that a walk by the by the park in front of the ocean romantic settings women like those kind of nature drops and then the walk gives you an opportunity to um, get closer to them and, and build on that that physical contact to seal the end of the first date hug kiss things like that all right okay so we let's just say we've selected a restaurant and we're going to go for a walk um, in the park that overlooks the ocean after the date we kind of talked about doing that might not go if the date doesn't go well she might not want to go for the walk that would give you an indicator it's bad all right so let's go on to the date now we're meeting at the restaurant let me just think what are the things we want to do i want her to know from the research right that i have an interest in her and I want her to know that I, I see her and that she's beautiful and, that, and, and whatnot. She spends time getting ready for this date. She wants to be seen. So I have to acknowledge and recognize it. And if I don't, she feels horrible and bad about herself. So she spent a lot of time getting pretty for me. All right. So first thing I want to do when I see her is um, you know, I prefer to give her a warm embrace and a hug. And I, and I look at her. And I'm using good open body language. I'm smiling eye contact as much as possible and I want to tell her wow you look amazing tonight you look really beautiful so I'm showing interest in her remember women are using the early behavior the verbal communication and the nonverbal to of the date to gauge the level of the perceived interest from the man so if I do not do that she's going to probably think he is not interested in me and I don't look good not a good omen for the rest of the date all right so I'm, I'm telling her that i embrace her we go to the table that's my first objective is achieved right i've told her like she looks amazingly beautiful i've had some physical contact a warm embrace now we're sitting down we're getting the the menus and now we want to move into what lively conversation and and we talked about that conversations that revolve around the woman are deemed more successful higher levels of chemistry and so, not right into it, we probably want to look at the menu and order some uh, wine or something first, and then we get into conversation. I ask her some questions about herself or what's been going on. Depends how well I know her. Is this a first date or is this my girlfriend? Now, I want to make sure I'm doing what? I'm using eye contact. We know eye contact is super powerful. If I can engage her in eye contact, 30 to 60 seconds or longer, extended eye contact, Likely it releases oxytocin and phenothylamine in her body, helps her to bond with me and feel more excited. So eye contact is very powerful. I want to have warmth and enthusiasm. We talked about that from the research. Women want the man to have enthusiasm and warmth about the date, about the lively conversation. I want to do those things. I'm smiling. I'm open. I'm positive. I'm using eye contact. I also strategically want to initiate touch here and there. We know touch is important. Touch on the human body, one of the things it does is it activates the, the sympathetic nervous system. It reduces stress. It makes people feel more comfortable. Releases oxytocin too many times. So I, I have to be careful. I can't be reaching over the table to touch her because that's going to be weird. Um, but again, the research on touch is powerful. Waitresses and waiters who touch the forearm of a uh, customer in one research, 30, research study, 30 to 40% higher tips just by that one touch. Nothing different. 
So touch is important and touch helps us to acclimate myself to her body so we can get closer when the date's over. One of the things I'm gonna be looking to do is if she has her hands in, on, on the table a little bit, I might reach over and pat her when we're talking to make a point and say, oh yeah, you know, this or that. Or if I get up and go to the bathroom, what I can do is, hey, I'm, I'm gonna get up, and use the bathroom real quick, then I get up, I just touch her on the forearm and say, I'll be right back just a minute or two, okay? And then I look back at her to see if she's looking at me and I look at her with glowing kind of eyes, right, to show her. I'm interested in her, she looks beautiful. All right, so I've now touched her two or three times. I've told her she looks amazingly beautiful. I might use some other antics. And by the way, there's a really good video from uh, Robert Downey that I will have uh, my assistant send to everybody. On, um, it's a video from YouTube, from a video of Robert Downey Jr. flirting with Gwyneth Paltrow. It's about six minutes long. He's got great technique, great style. He's witty. He's got lively conversation. He flirts really good with both his body and verbally. And so there's little things you can do if you're clever and confident. One of the things I can do is I can like purposely let, catch, let, let her catch me staring at her, right? And then she, she says, um, what, what, what are you looking at? So, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, you look, you look amazing, I'm sorry. I make a joke out of it and she blushes, so, oh, so. Um, I've done that many times, but you have to be confident and poised when you're doing these little tricks. The reason I'm doing that, by the way, is I can't just keep telling her how beautiful she looks throughout the day. It's gonna get old and she's gonna say, yeah, you told me that already. But if I do it in kind of fun, clever little ways like that, and um, it can make it humor, humor, humorous, it's done in a, a less threatening manner, less direct, but it's, it's funny, it's cute, and she still appreciates it because I can't keep, I'm sorry, I can't keep my eyes off you. Um, you caught me. So you can make jokes like that if you're clever and if you're rehearsed well in doing these things. You have to be confident. So if you watch the Robert Downey Jr. video on YouTube with him flirting, you can just type it in by the way, Robert Downey Jr. flirting, it will come up. Watch it, it's really good. All right, so now um, we've gone through the date, we've created lively conversation, we've had conversation about her, we've, it's not a lot, too many questions, I'm not talking about my exes or anything. So I'm doing good. I've touched her two or three times. I've given her a warm embrace. Might have touched her on the hand. I might have touched her on the um, forearm when I was getting um, going to the bath, going to the bathroom break, and coming back. She's she feels I he has an interest in me, and he thinks I'm beautiful. It feels good. We've had good conversation, and revolves around her. <laughs> Remember from the research. The dates were the conversations revolving around her without too many questions, you know, lively conversations, storytelling, um, are deemed to have greater chemistry. Not the whole conversation doesn't have to be about her. You can have other topics you're talking about where you both have an interest in and hitting it off. That's great. That's what we want to do. All right, so now we've let's go into the next step. Um, we're getting ready to leave. We say, hey, let's uh, you want to take that walk over the ocean? It's really it's sunsetting. It's beautiful. She goes, yeah, let's go take that walk. And we're, I want to go outside. We're walking down there. And depending upon the vibe I get from her, I may or may not take her hand, right? Or I might, I might just like, you know, accidentally rub, rub into her. Say, oh, you know, and then kind of, you don't mind, do you? 
you know, then I might take your hand. There's all kinds of little different kind of indirect kind of direct techniques you can use to do this. And then we're, we're strolling out and we're holding hands, we're looking over to the ocean, I, it feels good, I can tell we're connecting, and I just, you know, that looks amazingly beautiful, doesn't it? And I look over at her and she looks at me, and one of the things I'm gonna do is kinda lean in and see if she starts leaning in, I'm looking her in the eye, smiling, and I kiss her, right? And I say, that was amazing, you look beautiful too. Now, boom, I've hit all the notes for the date. We've created lots of, uh, not lots, we've had created physical contact. We've had lively conversation about her. Um, I've added on to those conversations. We've had a physical contact. I've purposely made contact throughout the date to demonstrate that I'm interested in her. I've given her three or four compliments, some direct, some humorful, in terms of how amazingly beautiful she looks. There is no doubt after the end of this date that she feels that I have an interest in her. Right? And if it's already my girlfriend or somebody I'm dating, well, well think about the effects I'm having. It's even more powerful. Right? Um, I'm bringing more spice and energy into our dating life, which is going to invigorate our relationship. All right, so that is kind of the components of the perfect date. And the perfect date, when we're evaluating it here, is we want to hit those notes that were, that were given to us in the research. We want her to know that we have an interest in her. We want to make her feel seen and desired. We want to use physical contact and touch to make her feel more connected with me and, and feel good. Remember, it releases oxytocin, it decreases stress. Touch is a very powerful thing. Eye contact, very powerful thing. If we can use extended eye contact, I can bond with her. So we've bonded on this first date. Those are the kind of the criteria that we're using to make it a perfect date, right? There's other criteria you could add. That's our criteria because we want the woman to go away from the date feeling desired, feeling seen, feeling safe, feeling I had fun. He's interested in me and I can tell because of what he did. That sets you up perfect for a second date if this is a new, new person. And in, if you're already in a great relationship, obviously it invigorates your current relationship. All right, so there we have it. That is the perfect date. We've given you the background research. We've walked you through the steps. And what we want you to do is if you are dating and you, you're in a situation where you can use this model, work to implement it. If you're not in the situation yet where you can implement it, say you're in the normalization stage or you're normalizing things because you're your partner wanted to break up and now you're building back a friendship of based upon trust and, and, and emotional safety. Practice this and get this down and ready so that when you're at the stage of having this kind of date, you are practiced, ready, and, and roaring to go with enthusiasm. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening to another podcast on the Climbing Hand Machine.